Welcome to the talking heart, always connected though miles apart. Like the lotus flower grows from the mud, transforming pain into power, we rise above. Being alone with myself and trying to understand myself can be a challenge in and of itself, (laughs) a real challenge. But what about when you're cohabitating, when you're sharing your space with others? Now that's some hard work, isn't it? That sure is. (laughs) We can white knuckle it out there in the world. We can easily keep everyone at a distance, show our best angles, hide behind the mask of what we do, pretending that we're perfect, well put together, even keel. We can hide our emotions, we can hold it all in, and then we can run to the bathroom and scream or cry, and then walk back in with a smile, like everything is peachy king, as if you're not imploding inside. I do this often. It's funny. But what about when we come home? We walk in the door, hopefully we can shed our armor safely. It's a space where we're loved for who we are, for both the good and the bad parts of ourselves, and that we have understanding and respect for each other. In a perfect world, we would all get along and live happily ever after. But this is certainly no fairy tale. And this is far from reality. In your home where you may share dwelling with others, where everyone has their belongings and their stuff, and people get weird about their stuff, ideally people keep their stuff neat and tidy and with their own respective spaces, but we all know, at least in my home, that never happens. Usually there's everybody's stuff everywhere. (laughs) And I feel like a bottom dweller just trying to clean it all up all the time. Anyway, I'm not going to complain too much. At home, we get a close-up look at those we cohabitate with. We get to see, feel, and hear it all. All aspects of that person within the daily grind that we're all living in. Like weird bathroom techniques, for example. Snoring, morning breath and hair, crusty eyes, stinky socks all over the place. Plates that you find hidden under the bed. And bad habits, annoying nuances, the many moods that we're having to try to navigate together, momentary outbursts, the raising of the voice, the ego clashes, the control dramas, the need for domination, the territorial conflicts, the pointing fingers, she did it, he did it, the weepiness, the insecurities, oh, those wonderful hormonal fluctuations, the neurosis, the compulsive OCD, the fears, the desperate need to be loved and nurtured, the clinginess, the need and sometimes the demand of being heard and seen and validated. What about those uncomfortable silences, the the weirdness between us that happens sometimes? It's just absolute chaos. At home, we get to see the whole picture, <laughs> the entire picture. And this isn't easy, nor always pretty, especially when attempting to mix a bunch of very different and unique personalities together. Sometimes it feels like trying to mix oil and water. We get to witness the worst sides of others and others get to witness the worst sides of us and they like to tell us about it, which can be a great tool for growth if 
you use it that way. It could be a great way to call yourself out with some tough love. Yet it's very humbling and can be very crippling to the ego. If you're open to listening to how others perceive you, if you care enough about how others feel, and if you have the courage to listen to how your behavior or words may be affecting others, it can be fantastic. That is, if your ego can handle it. And if you can be open-minded enough to practice this approach, it'll get you really far, not only within, but without. Everyone wants and deserves to be heard. And of course, we all have our grievances with each other living in such close quarters. It's to be expected. But we also get to experience the cohesive moments, which I certainly soak in. Moments of peace that make my heart feel full, the contentment of a warm home with candles and cozy blankets and cozy socks, many beautiful beating hearts under one roof, and family all huddled together even if we're not all blood related we're still family making dinner the loving moments the laughter and smiles the jokes the hugs the support crying together the caring gestures although they may be small they mean a lot the ways in which we express our love differ some show love with gifts, some with communication. Although our styles may be different, all are relevant in my eyes and show good intention. And to me, that's all that matters. We are all experiencing life from our own unique perspectives. And that's based on upbringing, past traumas, the shoulds and should nots we learned growing up. Something serious to one person may be absolutely meaningless to another and vice versa. Some are rewriting their script as they go. Some are reliving the same script over and over. And you may be a reminder of some person from their past. And maybe that is someone that they despised. You can see them on their own little merry-go-round. And I know that I get on my merry-go-round too. Yet they, or myself, depending, have not acquired the eyes to see it yet. Maybe they never will. And you have to be okay with that too. Because it's their life. It's not yours. We're all in different places in our lives. And meeting people where they are is not always easy. Because we think that others are going to think and act as we do. We see unmet and unexpressed expectations. Then we find ourselves or others in a mood. If that mood goes on for too long, resentment might start to build over lack of communication. And unfortunately, and perhaps fortunately, I can feel it all. No one needs to say a word and I know where they are, how they're feeling. We live together. I love these people. We're connected at heart. So we get attuned to each other. So how do you deal with someone in a mood? When you're a sensitive person and tend to take on and are actually very affected by everyone else's moods, how do you avoid naturally tuning to their mood and jumping into the muddy, moody, angry, negative, depleting, exhausting river that the other may be in in that moment? Especially if you're trying your hardest every day to stay zen inside of yourself for the benefit of your nervous system, for your blood pressure, your stress levels, and all around health. And then most importantly, for the benefit of those around you so you don't have to subject them to your own stuff. Many times we take others' moods 
personally. And this is the point where if you're not careful, you can catch the mood. The truth is that most of the time, others' moods are, have nothing to do with us. Perhaps the other who is in the mood is brooding over something, feeling down, reminiscing, grieving, or maybe they're experiencing intense fears they're trying to navigate and are too afraid to share it with you. We don't really know, do we? Especially if we don't ask. And sometimes all they need is a hug or a sincere, how are you doing? It really can be that simple. A little care does go a long way. Other times they may be in a very feral mood, like I get in. And I think like I'm, I'm speaking about myself on this one. Give them space for your own good. Don't poke the bear and don't play with fire because you may get burned. I like to give fair warning if possible. And if they keep coming in, I, I say, please just give me some time to be alone. Okay. If we take on the feelings of these moods, especially if they're projected at us, it hurts. But ultimately, we're responsible for our own moods. And it's really not fair or kind to bring the whole house down over your mood. I think it's quite immature and irresponsible. I recognize this and I take a lot of timeouts for attitude adjustments. I like to harmonize. I want everything harmonized. I cannot stand conflict. But I know now that I must first harmonize myself and then maybe people can catch my mood or my tune or my harmony. It's really important to remember when cohabitating that moods change and they change all the time and some people are more moody than others. Don't get attached. Let it go. If someone is in a foul mood and you don't have the want and the care at the moment to ask them how they're doing, to give them a hug, to do all those nice things, then walk away. Literally forget about it. Don't give it energy and do your own thing. Focus on yourself and it will change and then change again. It's always changing. And don't take cohabitation too seriously. Many people living under the same roof definitely can be a challenge. Expect the ups and downs. It's all part of the journey of learning how to get along, something that can be hard for us humans. This is messy yet beautiful real life. And we get to see each other day in and day out being human. And the truth is that we are all messed up to different degrees. We all have struggles and things that we're working through. But as long as we remember our love for each other and are willing to admit that we make mistakes and many errors that were not always right, that other people have opinions too, that other people are free just like we are to be themselves. If we learn to forgive ourselves and others for our humanness and try not to ruminate over our unmet expectations. Instead, focus on the good in each other as much as possible. I know it's hard. I know it's very, very hard, but we can do it and we can make it through anything together if we are all willing to communicate, to be responsible for ourselves, for our moods, for our emotions, to do the work and to love each other. You can learn to master your ego and come more from the heart. And the fast track, in my opinion, to learning how to do this starts at home. So good luck. It's like a pressure cooker sometimes, but you can get through it. Mm -hmm.